what's up everybody i'm back before the month was out i gave y'all or i'm giving you all a second episode i did it i beat june all right so let's just hop right into it what you bring to the table okay i wanted to talk about how you need to be an honorable disagreeer now what do i mean by that what i mean is you have to learn to disagree with people with honor with respect so it's not eating the interaction the outing the date the relationship whatever form of socializing you're doing socializing you're doing with someone you don't want it to ruin it you don't want it to ruin your reputation and you also don't want to get yourself hurt i mean you never know how you can trigger folks these days all right so anyway anyhow anywho what you bring to the table to be honorable so here's the first thing i want to talk about now i think part of what's hard for people to do when they're disagreeing is to one be honest now, not for everybody, okay? This is just the shoe fit weird, I, right? I. Right. So some people aren't honest when they disagree. Some people are brutally honest when they disagree. Some people are very classless when they disagree. <laughs> that means lacking tact and reckless and no filter. Yeah, I mean, I can go, the list can go on. All right, so I want to go back to, well, actually, all of that's going to be touched on with with some scripts that I have for you all, okay? I have a thousand notes in my phone about how you can be an honorable disagreeer, okay? So anyways, moving forward. So when you are having a conversation with somebody, the goal is to be your authentic self. You do want to be your true self. You do want to keep it trill, I but you want to be respectful. And I think it's hard, again, when you're, if someone's angering you or if you got triggered and your feelings are hurt, I really think that's when the rubber meets the road. Like as adults, we know what's right and we know what's wrong for the most part. But any great relationship can have a really big hiccup that will be very hard and almost impossible to repair if you are not disagreeing honorably. And I hate to see relationships that should have made it fail all because you couldn't have an honorable disagreement. Life is swell when you're loving each other, okay? Life is swell when you're gris- dis- when you're when you're agreeing. I almost say when you're disagreeing, okay? That that's for the toxic people who like disagreeing, okay? Anyways, so but it's when it's when opposition comes is where two great personalities that lack this effective communication can just go wrong, right? So I want to try to nip that in a bud in one episode. We're going to see if I can knock it out um, within 30 minutes or less. And we'll see if we have the to be continued to in episode three. All right, so let me go straight to my notes here, all right? So we can just cut to the chase. All right, so one of the first things I want to first talk about is how you can give a basic 
disclaimer. I don't know if that's the right word to choose, but just a, a basic transition into you sharing your thoughts. I that's going to be opposing. Okay. Now, some people recklessly cut folks off. They talk over people. I we want to avoid that. No more cutting off. Okay. No more cutting people off. No more talking over people. No more jumping right in with your opposing view and not giving the person. How can I put it? Uh, preparation for the opposition that's coming and even respect for what they just said. Because as I mentioned in the last episode, people want to be heard. People want to be heard. People want to be felt. People want to be understood. People want to be respected. I So you may not be able to knock out all of those things I just said. But respect should always, even if you never understand somebody, if you never can feel somebody, you should still do your best to be respectful. I So here are some transitions. One of the first basic transition statements you can make before you jump in and go for the jugular is saying, okay, and then repeat their points. Like repeat a few key points that you heard them say because that covers them knowing you heard them. So cover a few few points they said and then say, may I share my different point of view? I, now you got to figure out how that works with your language and your personality. I, but I think you get the framework I'm going with. Okay, I heard you say X, Y, and Z. May I share my different point of view? Clean, basic, short, to the point. Should work, depends on who you're dealing with. I, here's some more basic things you can say. I know you have a framework or you can say, I know you have a context that your view fits into. My views are different and they fit a different fame framework. May I share? I hear where you're coming from and I hear your passion, but please allow me to share a different framework. Because here's the thing. The reason why I say framework and context is because half the time folks is arguing Y'all ain't even on the same page or coming from the same framework. And let me throw my little, my little, my little, uh, college researchy experience in here. Anytime you're reading a scholarly journal or any type of research, it always has to present the framework and then it presents its theories and so on and so forth. If we don't know how you're framing it, we don't know the context you're coming from, then your theories can be misunderstood. Your word choice can be misunderstood. No matter how much we go back and forth with with the definitions in the dictionary, at the end of the day, we have to acknowledge that words come with cultural context and cultural definitions that aren't written in the book. Hence the struggle of those with autism. I, now, I know everybody is not autistic, but if you think about it, that is their struggle. No matter how book smart, book smart someone is that's on the autistic spectrum, their main struggle is the cognitive processing of picking up things that are inferenced, implied, and it's basically contextual because that's something you pick up almost by experience and repetition 
That's how you learn how certain things, how certain words, certain behaviors, certain facial expressions, certain body language movements, what those things mean to a particular culture, regardless of what the dictionary has. All right? So a dictionary, in fact, is more like a guide. Would life be more easier if we all knew the dictionary back to front? I guess maybe. But at the end of the day, dictionaries are updated also, which also means they can be outdated. So again, I always like to say this. Words are for man, not man for words. And so I'm a big proponent of seeking understanding, but I know everybody ain't ain't, ain't with all that. But at the end of the day, if you want to talk to somebody, and you want to be heard and vice versa. I mean, you got to at least, and come on, you got to at least acknowledge what they just said. Even if you don't understand, even if it angered you, even if you had your feelings hurt, I it, it's in your best interest, I would think, for the sake of your reputation, if nothing else, for you to at least let them know you heard them, Okay. All right, now one more thing before I get back to this script. We have to know when you are privileged in a certain space and with certain people, and you have to know when you are disadvantaged in a certain space and with a certain people, because all of that will determine how much you have to do and how you have to do it to be heard. Everybody's walking around with a set of stereotypes connected to them, whether we like it or not, regardless of your gender, regardless of your religion, regardless of your race, ethnicity, nationality, your voice, the neighborhood you come from, the college you went to, the job you have. I mean, there are stereotypes all over the place. And those are guides too. They're not always helpful, especially when they're negative. But we have to do our best with knowing again and taking into account, again, someone's preconceived notions of us, possible preconceived notions of us, their lens and their perspective. And I know you heard this before with how people say someone's truth is their reality. I may have I may have butchered that or someone's reality is their truth. OK, now we know there's only one truth. But at the end of the day, regardless of that truth, People are only going to believe something's true based on their perspective. And that's true. <laughs> I had to say that. I had to do that. I had to do that. I. Anyway, let me get let me get back on track here with my with my secret. Okay, so I believe I read that basic stuff. Okay, so now let's get into if you appreciate what they said. Now, I gotta come from an educator point of view once again. I when I'm dealing with my students. No matter how much I'm uncomfortable with what I heard or what I saw, I always do my best to find something positive in the situation that I can acknowledge. Because again, we're dealing with a human being and human beings deserve some level of honor and some level of respect. And I know some of the, some of you are thinking that are listening are probably like, everybody don't, everybody don't deserve honor. Everybody don't. Okay. Well then, Hey, well I, do what fits you. Right. But I believe if a person is still alive and breathing, let's say they are the worst person in the world. At the end of the day, you don't want to add on 
to their warped mind. You don't want to add on to their trauma. You don't want to make the situation worse than what it already is. At the very least, at least take that duty on to not be a part of the problem, but to somehow exit it gracefully. Can we at least agree to do that? All right, let's move on now. All right, so anyway, so if you appreciate what you're learning, even though you may disagree, but you appreciate it hearing that point of view, here is something you can say. I appreciate learning a different view, but it is different from mine. And if you want to take out but, because people say when you say but it negates. So say you can say this. I appreciated learning a different view, a different view from my own. I'd like to explain how my view is different, if you would please allow me to. Or you could even say, I like how you explained that so clearly, because maybe you just like that they were clear. I mean, who likes being confused? I don't know anybody who likes being confused. I So someone explaining themselves clearly, I think that's something you can recognize. Again, you want to create cushion to get your, maybe, I don't know if you'll get your point across or not, but you want to make space. You want to make space for their ears to be open to hearing what you have to say. So that is the benefit in honoring at least one thing about what they said. You can find one positive thing to say about how they delivered the message. You can even say, let's talk about that. You can say something like, I like the tone you delivered that, that, that message, that different view than mine in. They might be like, what? Like, I like your tone. That was, that was cool. Can I, can I share my view? So you can acknowledge you like their tone. In other words, lead with a compliment before you come jumping in with an opposing view that we know can trigger somebody. It's a possibility that the other person could be triggered or offended, especially if you're about to come with some truth that you know might go against a strong passion that they just voice, but you just have this burning feeling in your heart that you have to share, whatever. So you can acknowledge their tone if you like their tone. You can acknowledge that they were clear because, like, again, who likes being confused? You can acknowledge and recognize that, hey, I liked learning something different. So I just gave you three things to recognize and somebody with, a, with an opposing view than yours. OK, let's keep going. So then you can go on to say, may I push back a little or may I share an opposing view or I would like to share an opposing view? May I? Words like that will at least help them not to view you as combative. Because again, you want to be an honorable disagreeer. You want to be a respectful, tactful, classful disagreer. Okay? We're trying to save the reputation and if at all, save the possible relationship. Okay? And save the relationship if you're already in it. All right. So boom. Let's keep going. Now, let's say you don't even have the energy... (laughs) Let's say you're done with it. You don't have anything to appreciate it in, okay? For the sake of time. It's especially with if, if you're out of time and too much time has been spent on a topic and you're getting nowhere and you can't find anything positive to say in the time that, you know, they've been speaking. Here's a script I have for that. Please forgive me for lacking the will and energy to understand your view. And remember, everything is in tone. So if you can laugh with it, if you can smile with it, if you could at least stay uh, stay calm with it, then that way they can hear your heart and not be distracted so much 
by your words and viewing your words in a negative way. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example of something that wouldn't be received. Please forgive me for lacking the will and energy to understand your view, but like, no, ain't nobody going to try to hear that. Or if you're like, please forgive me for lacking the will and energy to understand your view, but like, no, no, no. You got to be like, please, please forgive me for lacking the will and energy to understand your view. But if you could please allow me to share mine, if that's okay with you. I now they still might not receive you, but oh, another thing. Do it with a smile. Okay? Like don't be looking all mad and stuff. I here's another thing you say. Forgive me for hitting a wall on this topic. And then just curve them real quick. Just be like, but I'm interested in knowing more about your career goals. Like something you'd want to know about this person, their career goals or what they're gonna do for the rest of the day, or um any, any, what, what, something, you know, what, what's your favorite? I, I'd like to know more about where, what you do for fun. I, I'd like to know more about, I'm interested in knowing about what you do with your family. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in knowing more about what else you want to know about somebody. Uh, shoo. Uh, if they like to travel, you know what I'm saying? Just curve it, you know? I'm interested in knowing more about, and then just go on and say, if you're willing to share, unless there's something else you'd like to talk about. Now, when you you say, unless there's something else you'd like to talk about, then that opens the door for them to, to, to bring up another topic, considering you just shut them down on something that they wanted to talk to you about. Give them, give, give them something positive to look forward to, which is maybe starting the next topic. So that they don't view it as you just shut them down. Now you want to talk about what you want to talk about. Like, I think you get my point. All right. Now, let's say you're sick of the date and you're really just trying to get out of there. You can also just kind of be like, I mean, I'm cool with wrapping it up. I'm open to wrapping in, wrapping up this topic, wrapping up this outing. See, see what they say. Because you're also giving them out. Maybe they want to lead too. You know what I'm saying? So... I mean, again, these are just guides or just scripts that you may or may not be able to use. Just giving you some ideas. Now, let's say you were mad, right? Because again, we want to be, we want to keep it trill, right? We don't want to act like we're happy when we just got mad, all right? So here's something you could say if you were mad <laughs> without saying, I'm mad. And without just jumping in, cutting people off, yelling and raising your voice. Here's some scripts on, on what to say. Here we go. Those views are maddening for me. Or you could say those views are kind of troublesome to me. Those views are a little tiresome. Well, maybe you won't even say little because it might be a lot. You might be like, that's a lot of tiresome for me. Okay, maybe that don't sound right. But you know, um, just use words that express how you feel. We want to learn to use our, ain't that what we tell kids? Use your words, use your words. So let's use our words more than so much Especially when it comes to being mad. You don't want to use a mad tone. I think a mad tone will throw off a whole convo quicker than some some words. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, some words that they might not like. Tone is everything. You know what they say. Well, it's not everything, but it's a lot. It's heavy. You could say, you know, those those views are trying. Those views are bothersome. Those views are are difficult for, for me to receive. Or Or you could even be like, Hmm, that's confounding for me to 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 hear your views, to to hear what you just shared. That's you're you're keeping it real now. You're being respectful. You're being tactful. 
Of course, they, they, they might cut you off and be like, well, why, why so? Why is that? Now, if they're silent, you could go on to say, may I share my reasons? Because again, you, you about to, you about to come with opposition and maybe they're not ready to hear that. And if they're not ready to hear that, we don't want to force opposition because then one thing's going to spin into another and we could have just exited stage left before this thing got ugly. I keeping your reputation intact. Okay. Now, another word you could use is indignant. You could be like, I'm indignant about those views. And then again, may I share my reasons? Carry on with that. May the thing is to, again, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, asking for permission, I think is key when you about to come with some opposition, especially opposition. I, you can say that stings or that's heartbreaking for me to hear, or that hurts my heart. That view concerns me. May I please share my reasons? Now, I know that sounds extra corporate, extra professional. Again, use words that fits you. You know the community you're dealing with. You know the person you're dealing with, hopefully. Um, I think that the less you know somebody, the more formal you should be. That's just me. And just because you're formal don't mean you got to be fake. And that don't mean you got to be passive aggressive either. I, cause passive aggressive is not saying what you mean and not meaning what you say. That's not, that's yeah. So we don't, we don't want to be passive aggressive. Being formal does not mean you're passive aggressive. Long as you're saying words that are truly how you feel and the words choose words that are truly how you feel and have the least amount of negative cultural stigma to it. I believe that is the art to honorably disagreeing with somebody because words by their self without cultural context and cultural stigma, words by their self aren't offensive. It's the cultural stigmatization. Y'all like that? Stigmatization. The stigmatalism. Okay, now I'm just, now I'm just getting out of here. But that's what comes with certain words. And we have to acknowledge that even though we may not admit to agree with the cultural stigma attached to a word, we have to stick to the reality that when you choose a word that has cultural stigma to it, you kind of walk yourself into an ambush. You kind of welcome an ambush. Now, if you want to be bold, brave, and use the word regardless, and then start a whole nother fight and defend whole nother fight defending yourself and what you meant by the word, I mean, fine, be my guest. But I mean, I'm 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 advising you again to avoid to avoid aggressive and even aggression is not necessarily a bad thing, but we don't want it to become disrespectful, which is relative. Right. But we want the least amount of disrespect. I mean, we want it to be at zero. Okay, so I think being formal and being truthful and using words with the least amount of cultural stigma can help you get your point across or at least avoid a pitfalling nasty argument it can have you end a date well it can help keep a healthy relationship or build a healthy relationship i think you get my drift all right let's move on here are some other things that you can say when a view is different than yours you can say 
I have different thoughts to share or I see it from a different angle. I have a different angle to share. See how I'm like flipping the words around. You got to do it. What works, what works for you. I come from a different view. I see it differently to each its own. We have different views. If that's what floats your boat, whatever suits your boots. Do y'all remember me saying that last season? I'm okay, whatever. Anyway, whatever works for you or I'm not going to knock what's working for you. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a new view I haven't heard. Okay, do you want to hear my thoughts on it? Hey, differences make the world go round. That's another or a different view, a different world than mine. My world, my world looks different. We have different perspectives and thoughts. You see how you, you're keeping it real? but you're keeping it respectful. We're keeping it really respectful. Oh, I like that. I like that play on words. We're keeping it really respectful. We're keep, yeah, yeah. The, the real respectful, the respectful, real. Okay, whatever. Anyway, I, you can also say, I see how that makes sense to you. Like, let's say you understand them. I, you're still disagreeing, but you understand. Acknowledge you understand if you do. That can be another cushion. So I see how that makes sense to you. See how it's it, see how it's implied that it don't make sense to the person that's listening, like to to you. You're the one speaking. So when you say I see how that makes sense to you, you're letting that person know that's talking that you don't agree with them. It's implied that you don't agree with them and that that doesn't make sense to you, but it makes sense to them. So I see how that makes sense to you. OK, I understand how that makes sense to you. See, you can say I understand. Or you can say, please allow me to share what makes sense to me. <laughs> you see that? How You see how smooth? Let them know that. You know what I mean? Please allow me to share what makes sense to me. You're already acknowledging that it might not make sense to them. I, you can say, I understand how you are making that connection. I see how your connections fit your framework. I mean, you won't say your framework. You won't say that like that. But you know what I mean? I'm just using a little humor here, okay? I see how your connection fits your position. If you would please allow me to interject, interject, I would like to share my view. I would like to share my position. Or you could even just straight out say, are you open to hearing another position? Are you open to hearing my position? So this was a quick one, but I just, oh, look at it, 26 minutes. Yeah, that was... So maybe it wasn't so quick, whatever. Anyway, I hope that it helped. I really hope that it's helping someone who needed an idea of word choice and phrases that can help you with a new set of language to be really respectful as you're disagreeing with somebody, allowing that respectful transition for you to give something opposing so that you are not the villain. Signing off. See you in episode three. Choo-choo-choo.